Welcome to episode 190 of Crack the Customer Code, where Adam and Jeannie help you see the forest for the customer experience trees. Here's a question for you. Are you Facebook friends with your colleagues and customers? What about you, Adam? Are you Facebook friends with announcer guy? I am not. <laughs> Let the record reflect. <laughs> now, why not? Announcer guy seems cool. Well, I only have one Facebook friend, Jeannie, and it's you. Oh, so, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, this topic is getting trickier every day. And the question we're exploring today is if colleagues, bosses, and even customers should be connected on social media. Does it actually impact the relationships in real life? And I think, I think <laughs> that we're going to end at the end of this episode. Is this going to end up with me unfriending you? Because <laughs> this is something I this is something I can get on board with, Jeannie. Well, I've already blocked you. You just don't know it. <laughs> I just don't know it. I'm, I'm muted. Yeah. Well, since I post once a month, I'm sure that's really uh, that's really had a drastic effect on your feed. <laughs> well, this is this is a uh, sticky topic to say the least, and I think part of this has gotten even more complex in the last several months, and. We've been asked this question simply because I think people are really perplexed. We are living our life in a digital world. We are sharing online, and we like to do that in some cases with our friends and family. So when do you cross that line with colleagues? When do you friend your boss? <laughs> when do you try to uh, respond on you know, a post to something a customer says? Uh, it's not always that easy. So... What do you think, Adam? Can we solve this? Can we crack this nut? Of course, because we can just give one flat, straight rule that will apply in every situation. That's what's coming in this episode. So be, be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> That's the rule. It depends. It's all context sensitive, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, and I could tell you in small business and retail, you know, let's let's take the sort of uh, extreme side of not connecting mm -hmm. on social. In small business and retail, I mean, we literally had it as a policy in our um, employee manual uh, that ma managers uh, could not be social media friends with their employees. Mm -hmm. Now we didn't, yeah, we didn't have any policies about uh, the employees sort of friending each other and all that. But in the manager-employee relationship in that business, now we didn't run a media company. We didn't run a, you know, social mm -hmm. media marketing company where everybody's on social. In that retail context, there was a lot of reasons to have that rule and the pros really outweighed and the cons. And I think there are uh, certain situations where that's true, but it's also probably pretty hard to police, I would think. You know, if somebody becomes friends with a manager, unless you're really every day checking social media feeds of all of your employees, that's not necessarily the thing that you're going to notice in a given time frame. So, Well, I would, cha okay. I would challenge that slightly uh, because you, you don't need to monitor it. It's, it's, a, it's a tool for bad, bad scenarios, right? It's there for mm -hmm. situations where things go wrong. It's there for when the employee comes in and says, oh, well, I didn't, uh, you know, three hours late because of whatever. And the manager saw on her Facebook feed <laughs> that she was out drinking yeah. until 4 a.m. And, mm -hmm. and uses that information in this situation, which is not a good thing. 
So it's there for these situations. And the reason you don't need to really monitor whether they're connected is because if it doesn't mm-hmm. come up in one of these situations, right. Right. then you're and not I worried think- about it. And when it does come up, then you had a policy that said, mm-hmm. uh, here's the line. <laughs> this is where the line is. We have a reason for this line in this business, in this context. Mm-hmm. Well, and, that's and I why think we some it. of this is being smart about social media in general, too. And the scenario that you just outlined there, I think it would be great if instead of just having the policy, we explain why. Because I think some of the people who have grown up with this as a forum, as a way to express themselves, feel a little locked down when they're told you can't use it in the way that you do in your real life when you're working. And instead of really just saying that's the rule, it would be great if we could provide that context and provide them a little bit of a glimpse into here's the thing. <laughs> Some of these things well, of can course. go really wrong. <laughs> and so that's we're trying to protect you as much as we're trying to protect the business as well. And I think sometimes we skip that and we just put it in the rule book and there's a subtle backlash or rebellion against it in some cases because people who have grown up with it, they really don't know any different and they really don't see what the big deal is. So providing that context for employees and for explaining those policies and rules, I think that can really be helpful as well. Um, well, that, yeah, that's a great point. And, and for us, it was part of the onboarding. So it mm-hmm. was always a discussion because we knew and in some cases, you know, people we had hired in that role were younger. Some cases they were older. Uh, and But it didn't really matter because mm-hmm. I've seen people of all ages who felt connected or not connected or understood or didn't understand that concept. Mm-hmm. So it was part of the onboarding. It was part of a discussion. And we'd use examples like I just gave, you know, out here to help frame it. But, you know, one thing is I'm very aware that that context is very specific. And I think there's a lot of roles and there's a lot of companies where connecting on social media is not as big a deal. Mm -hmm. Well, and in some cases, there are even regulatory considerations. I mean, attorneys have to be very careful with what they say and how they connect online because there are rules around that. There are rules around advertising and things like that. And if it can be construed that way then it's, it's a very fine line you have to walk. And so I think it's, it's important to understand context. It's important to understand, you know, the regulations and the legal things around your specific business. But I think there's a human side to this that nobody could have really uh, predicted. And, you know, in my case, you know, Adam, I, I've used social media as basically the marketing engine of my business since 2009. And it's been great for that aspect. But I ran into a situation that was so odd to me because I was at a conference and I never proactively reach out to clients or former clients or folks like that. Occasionally, they do reach out to me to want to connect on that personal level. And depending on the relationship, you know, 99% of the time I accept. Now, in one case, I was at a conference, a woman came up to me and asked me why I hadn't reached out to her and she was personally offended that after we ended the work together where she was my client, that I didn't immediately reach out and make her a friend on Facebook. And it really threw me for a loop because I thought, well, I see my role as deferring to them how they want to continue this relationship. And she saw it as an affront that I hadn't wanted to be her friend personally in some way. (laughs) So 
it's just if i could speak to her i could just tell her from experience it's not all it's cracked up to be <laughs> don't right. worry about it stay a client <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's really interesting i've never uh heard of that situation that's a that's fascinating it, it was pretty fascinating because i had clearly kind of offended her unintentionally by not behaving in a way that i had already kind of put parameters on myself about of you know i'm not going to um, put anybody in an uncomfortable situation where they feel like they have to connect with me. And so, you know, we worked it out. We're friends now. Everything's cool. <laughs> now, are you con- are you connected with uh, a lot of people she knows? In other words, was she seeing you on social with a lot of people that you're connected you know, with jointly? Um, we, we definitely have some mutual friends now. I think at that time, it was actually the in real life event that prompted it because other people who were there were commenting on, you know, pictures of my kids and things like that that are more personal. Um, And so I think she heard that and and that's where it kind of created the offense (laughs) by saying like, oh, if you're friends with them, why aren't you friends with me? And I explained it. I mean, I was very honest and said, you know, I never reach out proactively to clients or former clients. I feel like it's their role if they want to create that relationship with me that's great but I don't want to put them in an uncomfortable position where they feel like maybe they have to connect with me and they don't want to um and so it was easy to smooth over but it was one of those situations that I had not anticipated at all and I think now that I've gone through that I know like you can say things about your own personal policy and that's totally acceptable I mean there are some people who say I don't connect with anybody outside of my inner circle of family and friends. That's fine. But we have to feel empowered to do so. And I think as you bring on people to your team, explaining those rules, explaining those levels of comfort with social media that the company has, that the leadership has, that we understand that some of our customers might want to um, put some of our employees in an uncomfortable situation. You know, if you have a frequent customer and they want to connect with you and they find you, you may not want to accept that friend request. So saying that, you know, this is our policy, it protects a lot of people, um, but they just have to understand why it's there. Yeah, you know, I would, I think you, first of all, your policy makes perfect sense and um, should be more of a guideline than a policy, but it really is. I would, yes. I, I, you know, we did the same stuff and I, I would never proactively do that with a client on Facebook because Facebook's a person, you know, it also depends on the medium. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn, of course. That's a professional right. medium that we expect that it's sort of, you know, it's it's an understood part of any conversation with business to business. Uh, but Facebook's obviously that's personal, right? That's a that's mm-hmm. a whole different thing. Now, if you do what we do, there's a lot more blending of business and personal on Facebook just because we market through social media, as you pointed out, and things like that. Uh, and it took me a while to get over that hump. I mean, I did it a long time ago, but it took me some it was a hard, it was a uh, it was a hard mental hurdle for me to get over but you know I'm a little less uh facebook oriented than you are um, <laughs> is that a nice way to put it <laughs> um, you know so i mean so that that was sort of a little mental hurdle for me but i would say this a, a word to the youth out there and this this comes to the communication part i think circling back to communication it's, it's super important to have these discussions openly particularly for younger people that haven't grown in a company that haven't mm-hmm. had to manage anybody and don't understand what that end game may look like, you know, if they want to grow. And I'd say my um, 
my little message to the younger workers in the workforce is be careful about who you friend and how you friend uh, in mm-hmm. your organization. It depends, you know, some, if it's, like I said, if it's a social media marketing firm, well, everybody's connected. It's the way it is. Right. Um, but in other firms where it's less common, where it's more specific, you know, be careful. You may, if you want to grow in your role, you may be managing some of those friends one day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it could actually be a detraction uh, or sort of a mark against you with uh, promotions. Nobody will ever tell you it is. I'm just telling you it could happen. Right, right. <laughs> uh, that you're, you know, Adam. that you're, <laughs> that you're, that you're friends with everybody. I mean, yeah. it's something you know because you don't see this when you're in your 20s because you haven't been through that path yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, a, I think it's a very real thing when you look at the Gen Xers like us that are making these decisions now, mm-hmm. that come from a more traditional background, and have also had, uh, you know, way too many hours talking to HR people, <laughs> right? No offense, HR li- people. We love in you. In their lives. Oh, we love HR people. You keep us out of trouble. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but once you spend enough hours doing it, you, you see uh, how good things can go bad in this context. And you see the pros and the cons and the mm-hmm. pitfalls. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of times the younger generation hasn't had these experiences, don't have that life lens so uh, we're here to help them. <laughs> well, and I think it's it's also interesting to consider that this is a lens. It's a way to get to know people, and people know that. And so when you have things out there, you have to be comfortable that if somebody sees you through that lens only, that they're getting the impression that you want them to get. And that's another thing that maybe isn't always considered because, you know, Pew Research Center came out with a um, – research report in 2016 about how workers use social media at work and it was really interesting because of course taking a mental break from work was number one but there were also things like um, build or strengthen personal relationships with coworkers. so there might be some motivation around that um, there are things like learn about someone they work with we, we should note though that that, that was those uh, these uh, positive ones that you're referring to are towards the bottom of the list not towards the right. top right Right. There, the mental break from work and connecting with friends and family, those were way up there. But there were some that I, I found kind of surprising that they had as much support as they did because it could be a tool that somebody is using to really, with their career relationships, with understanding what that next step is, with trying to find out what it looks like on the other side of the fence. All of those things are are valid reasons. I think we just have to be aware that we're using the lens when we use it, and we're also on the other end of the lens when somebody else is using it. So you have to make sure that you're putting out there what you want people to see. So this right. stuff is, that- is not going away. I mean, it's just not. And so I think it's a matter of, to your point, Adam, context and really understanding and explaining and open communication about this stuff, letting people know that we're going to talk about it. We're going to figure out the right way for our business to approach this and and some right. personal judgment. And we've hit, right. And we've had a couple of layers. I mean, that, you know, we've been mostly talking about policies and whether it should be encouraged, whether people connect with each other. So, you know, what, what that Pew research brings up is how much should people be allowed mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. at work? Should they even be mm-hmm. allowed to have their well, phones on them? Good luck with that. <laughs> and it, well, again, con- con- well, you know what? Context is important. Uh, I was in a business mm-hmm. where they could not mm-hmm. have their phones on them. Uh, you know, in certain healthcare, there's a lot of places, mm-hmm. uh, things with security. 
there's a lot of businesses, you know, not retail and things, but there's a lot of businesses where people cannot have their phones on them. So do you allow them right. Facebook right. breaks, yeah, <laughs> so to speak? Question. I'm yeah. not sure. So I don't know if we came up with a perfect answer with this one, but a lot of questions to think about moving forward. So Jeannie, <laughs> sell us short. We did come up with a perfect answer. It depends. <laughs> it yes. depends. <laughs> It's like a pre President Truman once said he always he right. wanted to meet a one-handed economist because every economist he ever <laughs> met was on the one hand. Yes. Well, <laughs> we hope we helped you, you know, <laughs> unravel this a little bit today. But the bottom line, you can't ignore it. Social media with your colleagues and customers, it's here to stay. So really just understand what the context is, understand what your personal policy is, and understand what the business is looking for you to do as well. So don't always go full speed, but... Go ahead and enjoy it because I do. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be posting Jeannie's personal Facebook in the show notes just for everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's awesome. And it really, you know, it, it is definitely an ever evolving and ever changing dynamic. And it, it's something to put serious thought into because there's just a lot of sort of layers to mm -hmm. it and really figure out what's right for your organization and for your culture and your people. Amen. <laughs> So thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. And while we're talking about it, go ahead and, you know, tweet us. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Make sure you learn more about Adam at CustomersThatStick.com. And make sure you connect with Jeannie over at 360Connects.com. That's connect with an X. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.